This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode number 68. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode number 68. I'm Scott, and here with me uh, to destroy the world and become a robot is Will. I already am a robot. Ha 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 ha. Mrs. Roboto, Rebecca. Tomo Arigato. At the Wizards Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Master of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princes of Power. Today, we're reviewing episode number 113. Really? Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of He-Man episodes. Keep them coming. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Roboto. The air date was November 15th, 1984. And on this day in history, Supergirl the movie was a really big deal. <laughs> Super big. I, don't, I was three. I don't remember. I remember that we had a book of the movie Supergirl, which is real sad. I don't know if we ever saw the movie. Was it Supergirl. one of like the cardboard books? Uh, yeah, and it, but it had like glossy pictures from the film. It was you, a pretty good book. I just I remember Helen Slater's look a lot, so you know we thought she was cool. I don't know. So anyway, Will's fact <laughs> is true. All right. <laughs> I don't even remember watching that later in life. I, I don't. I never watched it. As I think an adult. they, if I remember right, was this, when was Superman come out? Seventy eight, and then eighty two, and then something else. Mm-hmm. D- don't make yeah. us get into the uh, like that, Superman yeah. junkyard okay. scene argument again. Yeah, our brains can't remember that. In this episode, Modulok reprograms the heroic Roboto and tries to steal Duncan's brain. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. A lot of good facts. I can see why you'd want it. It's it, he's wear that helmet because it spills out. That's how big it is. That's true. All right, so uh, you know, happy birthday, Roboto. I mean, I, that's that's a big deal. Like, uh, have you ever had a robot at your birthday? Like, what would <laughs> what would I make wish. a great birthday? I feel like a robot at your birthday would be pretty good. That would be amazing. Well, the cl- we. We all got pretty close when we had the Chuck E. Cheese birthday parties. Oh, that's that. That's, that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. Is like Chuck E. Cheese birthday parties in the '80s was like the thing. Would we agree if a kid was gonna have a birthday party? You know, when you get invited to a little kid birthday party, your excitement will depend on how well they have this plan. Is Chuck E. Cheese the most exciting place you could go in the '80s when you were invited to a birthday party? I'm probably yeah. Yeah. Skating rink is good. Oh yeah. That was de- mm. that was dependably good. It was not like hot. Extreme levels of mania. Maybe well, not. We, we, we had an arcade at, at our skating, at our oh, yeah. skating rink. Oh, so, too. It, was so it was like double. Arcade was a critical component of a good birthday, I think. Arcade was a big deal. Yeah. I enjoyed the McDonald's birthday parties, too, though. That Did was you? also fun. What's the, the appeal of McDonald's birthday parties? Because you're in a playland. You're at McDonald's. <laughs> you're at a playland? You just no, like well. the atmosphere. It's like, I like the smells. I might see a fry guy. People always give me a smile. No. Did you ever see, did they have characters there? No, not that I ever recall. No, it was just fun. We so our bibs. McDonald's uh, <laughs> now. Oh, I'm talking about something completely different than I meant to talk about. So We're getting back to arcades. I like McDonald's. 
You did fine. All right, okay. arcades. We're back to arcades now. Well, I think the interesting thing about arcades in the 80s was that we kept evaluating video games by how much more realistic they were getting. And for a long time, platforms just couldn't keep up with arcades. So it was just like your brain could not handle when you got to see those screens. You're like, look at how real that looks. It, it was just so cool. It was, a, it was a real sad day when you go to the arcade and your console at home looked better. Yeah. Because you're like... Why am I going to the arcade anymore? <laughs> I mean, I it's atmosphere, whatever, the smell of the stinkiness and you know, whatever. It was it was it was good 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 to meet your friends at the mall and stuff, but that they didn't try hard enough to make the arcade a thing and to make it like an experience. You're right. There was an experience there because I, I think everybody remembers the birthdays with the Ninja Turtles two cabinet and how you would die fifty million times and you have to ask your friends to bring you back to life and the teamwork to, to beat the bosses and everything. That and the Simpsons game. The Simpsons was really yeah, good. Yeah, that, that was a great game. I remember loving that as soon as that came out. Yeah, you had Chuck E. Cheese in the South, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, it was I, I I'm not from the South. It was very different. <laughs> um, so the question is... Did, He's uh, a rat and he gets his free <laughs> crawl dance. That's <laughs> Colonel Chuck E. Cheese. He wears a polo tie. He shoots uh, pistols up in the air for no reason. It's like, I'm it's, you, it's like why does it always smell like caps in here? You're like, he's just shooting his pistols. I heard somebody got a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Who wants to shoot this can off my head? <laughs> no, Chucky, no. They're just caps, Chucky. Stop it. A birthday boy gets a free whooping and uh, <laughs> and gets to hold a rattlesnake. Well, now, 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 now. So I've I've been to Chuck E. Cheese birthdays nowadays, and for your kids, for my kids, yes, <laughs> not just randomly. I, I don't think they'll allow me in there without a kid. Um, but uh, Bobby's sleeping in the ball pit. <laughs> I can't sleep without the smell of urine. <laughs> Uh, I'll just sleep near it. I won't sleep in it. I promise. <laughs> um, no, so you go in there and he, there's so, so they do like a parade every like if there's birthday parties going on. Um, you, they do a parade with Chucky and he like parades around the thing and the kids follow him. And at the end of the parade, he makes it rain tickets. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's He's just crazy. like. Up in the air, like throwing them. Like I don't think he even throws them. I, th I think it's like two people standing next to him because, as Chucky, I don't think he can see very well uh -huh. what he's doing, and I feel like it would be disaster if he was like throwing out tickets. Oh, but that's so funny. Yeah, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. That yeah. sounds pretty great. Sorry, but back to the '80s birthdays. Yeah. Did also did you? So I was I was trying to get to the point. Did you guys have like a cheaper Chuck E. Cheese in your area that wasn't called Chuck E. Cheese. It was something else. We didn't. We had many good times. Our um, oh. it was the franchise was Showbiz Pizza before it turned oh, into Showbiz before uh -huh. it turned into Chuck E. Cheese, and that's that was just a transition. But we didn't have any other holdovers or anything else like so that. So Chuck E. Cheese bought them, or they? I just, think just, they bought oh, them. Okay, right, I right. feel like that. I don't know for sure. I believe they did though, because like the all the robots got repurposed. The band was slightly <laughs> different for <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> it was just like dad bands. <laughs> like oh, this band doesn't. They're not smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Basically. All right, we're going to play Roundabout. That's a birthday favorite. <laughs> yeah, all seven minutes of it. All right, we're going to do did, did have an War Pigs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, Mark's Funtime Pizza Palace. Ooh. 
It was uh, they had their own band. They had they had they had all the games, and actually I I I liked it a little bit better because it was a little bit uh you could get more bang for your buck I should say mm-hmm. because like if you played skee ball enough you get you actually get a decent prize. It wasn't like Chucky where he's trying to like rip you off, <laughs> and you're like oh I need like two thousand tickets for that. I have like ten, and you're like uh, you know whatever. I've been playing for like two hours. And it, were, it was a chain. It was like three or four of them around this area, like up in Michigan and stuff like that, too. And they're all out of business now also, but Major Magics. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the same same thing. So so uh, a, a couple of years ago, I'd say about five to seven years ago, a friend used to go there for his birthday, and he was, he was in his 30s. <laughs> Just for fun. And it was sad the, the the band wasn't playing Aww. and it was like roped off and like they had they had the games from the 80s there and there was no new games the buffet wasn't bad but it was <laughs> but the atmosphere <laughs> it was at the smell it smelled the same and you're just like, man, it brings back a lot of memories, but this is just real sad. One thing you do not want to see in the world is animatronics in disrepair. Uh-huh. You do not want to see that they are haunted. They will start... Sparking. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll go after you too. Uh-huh. Right he's not platform. smoking. He's just, he's just on fire. <laughs> well, it's funny because it was lighted everywhere, and then there was like a dark area, and that's where the animatronics were. <laughs> Don't look in the darkness. <laughs> If you see something glowing over there, don't go. (laughs) Don't look into the light of the darkness. Um, So this is not Chuck E. Cheese. And I just have to tell everyone about this because I just feel like everybody needs to know. In my opinion, the best thing at a birthday party would be a home birthday party with... I don't think I've ever mentioned this on the podcast. If I have someone, whatever, you're going to hear about it again, okay? We had a bakery, a local bakery. Did I tell you about this, Scott? That you could get the bakery carousel to come to your birthday party. Okay, okay, okay. Bakery carousel? So it was Kern's Bakery, okay? And they had like a little carousel on a trailer hitch that like somebody's papa would drive to your birthday party. So you got a little carousel, okay? And it's... What's the West? Sorry. A carousel as in like a ride? Yeah, like okay, a, a really right. small one. I, I, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a dessert carousel oh, or a donut carousel but or there a cupcake was, carousel. Oh, but here's where it gets better, okay? <laughs> okay. The, the Kern's truck, they bring you the little carousel. You can ride your carousel at your birthday party. And you all get paper hats that say Kern's Bakery. Uh-huh. And you all get a little miniature loaf of bread that came from Kurt's Bakery. Oh yeah, as a souvenir. Is it sweet bread at least? No, it wasn't. It was oh, just bread. But it was great. <laughs> there was something so great about having pizza. You fool! <laughs> you could be giving them bread. No, your own personal loaf of bread was awesome. And so anyway, just shout out to Kurt's Bakery birthday parties. They were awesome. I, w- I loved getting my own little bread. So what, loved so, it. So, so you, you, as you get on the ride, you get a hat, a loaf of bread, and then you get to ride this carousel. <laughs> the carousel. And then they're like, you're done. <laughs> get off. It was very much an event. I think Five you, minutes. You had the carousel there for a while. You oh, know? God. You right. could take a few spins. You had I could time see to ponies, eat your bread. Like a couple ponies. Well, they didn't have what? ponies. Yeah, they right, had right, a carousel. Right, right. Hey, Rebecca okay. has a bread. Take her to McDonald's. She's happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Loaf of bread. 
<laughs> I love them good birthdays involve a loaf of bread. <laughs> it was good. It was good, and everyone should think of it fondly. Hmm. <laughs> well, if they saw MRIs of our brains, they're just lit up on birthdays like oh, Will and Scott. They're probably playing a video game. This little girl's eating bread. Her brain's off the charts. <laughs> it was my own little bread. Okay. <laughs> Never underestimate the delight of having your own miniature version of a regular thing as a child. That's great. <laughs> Rebecca had a fight over bread a lot with a lot of people. <laughs> and I won. She got her own bread that time. <laughs> it's my bread. And then you scatter like ducks and eat it all. This is Duncan. And it's a great day because I found a robot in Act 1. <laughs> That's strange. The signal seems to be coming from that dune. Yeah, I'm not so sure that is a dune. Come on. You know who loves bread? It's Prince Duncan. Adam. Prince Duncan. Adam. Oh, Prince, Prince Adam. Yeah. And Prince with Duncan, who probably makes a lot of bread. Probably so. And so this episode, we're obviously getting a new toy in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, the way that I, I imagine, can't help it. it, I love that. Well, I love those sure. premises. I, I can only imagine, like when I, before I started watching, I'm like, so we're definitely going to get a toy named Roboto, and I <laughs> assumed that he was going to receive himself as a gift. At his own birthday party. Like, that's what I thought this episode was. Oh, that's Happy a good birthday theory. to me. Blow out the candles. Like, make a wish. I got me. I mean, I don't know, but that didn't happen, but it kind of happened, but it didn't happen. But Duncan and Adam were just off. They had been visiting some king, very briefly mentioned, whoever he was. Yeah, they uh, they got they got a, a a little ping on their radar saying that there's something uh, weird down below in the desert. So they uh, dive down and they follow the signal to some dunes. Uh, Prince Adam has to turn into He-Man to look at what's in the dunes. You yeah, have to turn he, into He-Man to look at stuff. Well, see, that's what I thought. Like there was really no reason to be He-Man, just an aversion to digging. Like he did <laughs> not want to have to dig, so he was just like fine. <laughs> so he blew real hard. Oh uh, yeah, and we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about it, but for some reason there was a. A, a massive crab hiding under the uh, spaceship that they unearthed. Oh, yeah, that was not We have to fight the massive crab, which was hilarious we, we to me. We can talk about it some more and Google it and see if they actually live under spaceships. <laughs> probably, probably so. Do. Yeah. I just love the idea in Eternia there's all these megafauna still around. This is a terrifying place to live. Unless you're He-Man. Yeah. It's not even a big deal. Like, uh, dinosaur-sized crab, we fought it and didn't die, so, you know... That's what we did for lunch. And that, yeah, exactly. They, they, they ate that for like two weeks. <laughs> so they get inside the ship. And, you know, we were talking uh, in a previous episode about how designing ships is no small thing. So they spent some care in here. We get like a panning shot of the interior of the ship. They're all kind of controls and compartments and stuff. And then uh, hunched over the Look, controls the at the front of it is our new toy. <laughs> yes. The signal seems to be coming directly from him. Yeah. It's a colorful robot knight. And also, did you notice he said robot correctly? No one called him a robot ever. A robot. That's so funny. I didn't even notice that. That's really funny. Why, it's a robot. And he seems to be in pretty bad shape. It's mostly He-Man who calls him robots, but Duncan, you know. Maybe he heard people say it enough. And he's so very he's fond of, of robots, as we will find out. So this is Roboto, as we will learn. But Roboto has a nice, colorful look to him. He actually looks like one of those prize phones you win from selling... Oh, um, that's funny. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, from, from episode number four of our show. 
Will's oh yeah, Will's the, pri- favorite the prize thing. phone with yeah. the clear the clear phone with the plastic in them, and that's yeah. what Roboto looks like. So that or the football phone <laughs> or Mickey phone, I should say. <laughs> I think we should take him back to my lab. It's possible I might be able to repair him. So Duncan is here to rescue and fix him, and you know they're like, you know, can can you revive him? Because he's clearly like, you know, in in uh, non-functional mode. And Duncan's just like, yes, let me take him back to my laboratory. And I really started to wonder, like, how often do you think, whenever Duncan goes out, he's just getting his hands on something, and he always just claims he's got to take it back to the lab. Like, he no matter what it is, it's just like. Oh, there's lots of irregular wigs. I'm gonna take it back to my laboratory and fix it. Like whatever it is. Oh, look at these whoopee cushions. Entrance to laboratory is restricted. Please state your name for identification. Why, I'm Orca. Thank you. Who is this new sentry that we have? This robot that is keeping Orco out of Duncan's lab. By the I way, I think he's new. He's just sort of like a little sheriff, uh, protecty robot. Duncan's uh, uh, done with his lab catching on fire. He's like, it's <laughs> right? caught on fire three times this week. I'm making a robot <laughs> yeah, to whole... keep Orko out. This is a completely sensible option at this point because I don't know what else he is to do. Did you hear uh, Duncan was talking about how hard it's going to be to fix him? Did you hear Prince Adam said something about like Maybe we should just kick him. That's how we fix the Wind Raider. Mm. And I thought it was super funny. You see Duncan look really peeved about that. Yeah, Duncan. That was a good joke. Duncan is not here for your jokes about robots, okay? They're almost like birds in his estimation. Like, it goes bird and then stridor in terms of, like, <laughs> yeah. his respect for creatures. Don't you joke about kicking a robot. That's so rude. No, oh, maybe we could just kick him. That always gets Father's Sky Chariot started. He's 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 an MVP at uh, at Lowe's at uh, Attorney at Lowe's for robot parts. Oh yeah, <laughs> he has their best customer. Yeah, you know he's always going to the manager and be like, "No, there's some servos I need you to order, especially." And they're like, "Okay, Duncan, we know. Like you're the only person who ever he shops was, in the store." Yeah, yeah. God, here's Duncan. a catalog. <laughs> uh, I already have the catalog. <laughs> He Thank would you. be a good. He would probably be a good employee of Lowe's. He'd love to be telling oh, people. Oh, he'd be so oh, helpful. Yeah, he'd be, yeah, after retiring or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would trust him. Look at that mustache. You know he knows how to do things. Oh yeah, he would do everything exactly like, right. First, you take the J joint and you put it in the Q joint, he and you're like, would... "I've lost you already. Please stop talking. <laughs> nope. Just tell me where to go." He would like never let you cut corners on <laughs> anything. No, you're gonna do it the right way. Hey, let me oh. just let me just come to your house and do it. <laughs> yeah. I just remember when I I went to Lowe's and I was irritating the uh, the nice man so much about how to hang that TV on our wall. That eventually, he just he just sighed, said, "You're killing me." Mm. So, <laughs> so yeah, because so, I can't. I was really concerned that this lag bolt he was giving me was not going to be strong enough. And I was like, "But our wall is weird. I'm telling you, it's not a proper wall." And he's like, "You're killing me." <laughs> so that's the kind of I want to talk to a Duncan. Oh, Duncan would love love to have. He would have come over to your house to make sure that it was going. No, okay. no, I that's, that well that that's what I was trying to get him with my last one. Is I talked to a Duncan. And it was too much. Because I'm like, I want a pruning blade for my Sawzall because I'm cutting branches. Sawzall sounds like a He-Man character. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, Buzz off and Sawzall and Stratos. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But the guy wouldn't let you cut any corners. No, no. He was like, he's like, you, sh- you, sh- you should really get a chance. How, how, how big is the branches you want for that? And I'm like, 
don't know, like an inch or so. And he's like, you, you, you really need to get a chainsaw for that. I don't believe And I'm so. like, it's a pruning <laughs> blade. That's what it's made for. Stop telling me what I need. I love that you need, it's like he was talking to you as if you needed his permission. Like I'm not going to allow you to purchase this. <laughs> oh, he was serious too. Yeah, like he's like he's like I don't. And then he wasn't like going to show me. And I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? I've seen a lot worse people in in Home Depot or Lowe's. Like the guy trying to do a, a sand his floors with a hand sander. And they're like, you need to buy more than one hand sander to do that. It's like, what? You shouldn't be buying so. any hand sanders to do that. <laughs> one for each hand, and then two for each feet. <laughs> there you like, go. There you go. That's a great, great idea. <laughs> you just do a dance. Yeah, that, your floors will look great. This is Roboto. I'm running on three megs of RAM. Insert next disc to proceed with Act 2. Back to Roboto. But, but Duncan's lab is a tight ship. He's doing... It, so Orko's having this altercation with the security robot outside, which is very funny. And it's extra funny to me because what or, what Duncan was doing before we cut to Orko was very serious. The last time we saw Duncan, he has a screwdriver in Roboto's brain. Yeah. <laughs> so he is, he is doing brain surgery and Orko is given lip to the robot about why he can't be put in. Um, he's The robot said he is classified as a pest and he is not allowed through. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good burn. Entry of Orco into lab is forbidden. Stop, please, or I will have to take appropriate measures. Ha! I'd like to see it. But Orco messes with him too much and somehow gets launched into the lab and crashes into Roboto and this jars him into consciousness. <laughs> yeah, so thanks, Orco, for... Fix ruining everything. Orko, do you realize what you've done? Gee, man at arms. It wasn't my fault. It was that stupid robot. Well, let's talk about robot Roboto. When he wakes up, let's talk about what, is, what does he sound like? Okay, so I really quite liked Roboto's voice. I did. I thought it was very clever because he would talk and then he would add sort of a little mechanical purr uh-huh. in between. So it was like... If you hear someone like with a bill counter or uh, an adding machine, you know, when you're like, doom, 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 like mm-hmm. if you ever hear that, it's got a really nice soothing rhythm to it. And um, that's how his voice was. I actually thought that was quite clever because it's like a mechanical computer, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I, I, I like that. I thought that was clever. I am called Roboto. I am an explorer from the planet of Robotica. It's a little high. It's, it's, a, it's a little nasally, nasally, that kind of robot voice. <laughs> well, he's also doing math, so, you know, it's okay. He says he's from Robotica, so that's easy to remember. That's yeah. also my new name. Easy and, to remember for all of you. And he's uh, very <laughs> he's very polite and asks if he can scan everybody. He scans Duncan and determines there are no metal parts, which I don't believe. You know Duncan's <laughs> I mean, been... He's wearing a helmet, a metal yeah, helmet. He's, yeah, he knows he's been tinkering himself. He also he has high intelligence. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, then he scans Orko, and this is my favorite part of the episode... <laughs> <laughs> it's opaque colors and it just has question marks all over him. <laughs> and I thought it was hysterical. That was so funny. Astounding. I can make no sense of this being. Uh, nobody can. It's the way he is. Funny. Very funny. <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you, Roboto. The feeling is mutual, King Raddor. So their uh, their other favorite thing to do here is anytime there's anybody new, they have to go meet the king. 
It's not a security <laughs> issue. Let's well, go talk you know, to him. Randor doesn't have anything to do. And if he didn't have a ceremony that day, then what was he going to do? He needs to meet the new friend. Well, while they're meeting the king, Modulok is spying and determines that uh, this robot's arrival presents him with many interesting possibilities. And if you've forgotten about Modulok or we hadn't seen him that much, he was like one of the best, most popular He-Man toys, but wasn't in a ton of the episodes. And he is basically an evil Duncan. He's a mad scientist. He's got kind of like a fangy snake head and four le- like mantenna legs. And he's super scary. Yeah, he. Um, I guess I've not heard Modulok do a lot of talking before this episode because his voice, I guess, surprised me. And I don't know if it was different. I, I might have had a... Did I have him in a... I think Bonus so. Round? Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. may have. Yeah, yeah. That, I yeah, because I, 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 I seen he was briefly. he was in a whole episode. It was he was real good. I I think he's the best bad guy out of either series. I would agree with that. He kind of had uh, um, I like his evil um, overlord bearing where he's kind of got like a George Takei as a villain voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could see that. You know, it's really dramatic. One of a kind. <laughs> I think. This Roboto has some interesting possibilities. I did enjoy him, although I know we got toys to sell, boys. Yes. But I miss Skeletor when he's gone. Sure, sure. I always want to see him. Like, was like, like, we know, kids need to buy more modules. Yes. <laughs> okay, fine. There's only so many battle armors for Skeletor that we can sell. Yeah. But I, uh, every time, I, I can only assume that Alan Oppenheimer wanted to go fishing, like, in, you know, <laughs> like, whatever this yeah. weekend it was. So, uh, Modulok, uh, busts right into the palace and, um, traps Modulok, uh, as Modulok's getting some hot oil coffee. And, uh, oh, as Roboto is yeah, getting some... Oh, oh, Roboto, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, Modulok a... cannot trap himself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I error, error. I do, um, I do like how Modulok turns his hands into hammers, and he's like hammering the wall. That was cool. That he's, was a it's good, got like Hordak. That was a good yeah. deal. Yeah, it was like Hordak. Um, I did he's like better the... than Hordak, sorry. <laughs> but the personality's just not there. Sure, sure. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. It's okay. I, okay, yeah, okay. There you go. That's Gadget-wise, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really like the gag about like Roboto when it gets himself a, a nice hot cup of oil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, of course, <laughs> I thought it was clever. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a robot, but he's a homey robot. I think I'll get myself a nice cup of hot oil. Well, uh, since Modulok has Roboto in his thrall now, the first thing you have to do is take this robot for a spin, and so he uh, takes him to uh, some. Uh, Eternian research base and has him break in. Yeah, so Modulok is certain that this research station is going to have some, like, really great secrets for him to steal. Okay? Which is a pretty cool idea. Okay, it's a cool idea in theory, but it's like, have you ever been to a research station, Modulok? They're pretty boring. It's probably just, like, soil samples. It would be soil. <laughs> it would be soil. <laughs> lots be, of mud samples? Yeah, just lots of mud in, in, in little, like, like vials, and it'd be like, we're testing the pH to see what kind of taters grow best. Mm-hmm. Duncan has commanded this. <laughs> it's like, like what secrets is Modulok going to get? peel themselves. <laughs> Teal is getting a little lax on it. There it is. Station Zeta. Eternia's foremost research laboratory. Well, it's lucky for us uh, at Research Station Zeta that there's like some s- giant drills and stuff. And there's even like an old 80s supercomputer in there, which <laughs> I enjoy. It's like this computer that takes up the whole width of the room, but it probably has like three megs of RAM because it's the 80s. <laughs> yeah, this is not their, their best equipment. 
this is Modulock, and I'm using my lamp to create creepy crawlers in Act 3. It's Modulock. Looks like we were wrong about Roboto. Come on, let's give that villain Modulock a little surprise. So uh, Duncan and He-Man have tracked uh, Roboto to this place, and they get into a fight, and the giant drill comes into play and everything, and uh, Modulock's trapped in a bell jar, uh, but then uh, Roboto stuns He-Man and Duncan. Yeah, it's very sad. And the, they get captured. You know, we rarely see He-Man get captured, you know, full out captured by someone in Skeletor's crew. But it does happen this episode. And the consequences are pretty grim because... Yeah, this is what I was talking about. He's yeah. he's the scariest villain we've seen. Yeah. He's, when they, like, come to, he is announcing his plans. Like, they're strapped into chairs and there's going to be, I, I guess, electrodes going to their heads and he's going to do... Some kind of brain transfer, like mm-hmm. what? Like it's a classic mad scientist thing. He wants, uh, he and it wasn't super clear, but uh, from reading the description of the episode and everything, if you look, Modulock was crafting a second head for himself. Oh, right, that had, I like, did notice different that. eyeballs and stuff. Okay, yeah. And so he wanted Duncan's extremely smart brain to put in his second head, so he could have oh. Duncan's. Duncan's powers, I think. Okay, that's obvious now that you say it, and I did see him. They did not him. spell it out for us too well. Maybe it's too scary. I don't know. I did see him, you know, like... He had a second head, which was scary. He was kind of tossing it around like a basketball, <laughs> like he's going to go play Foursquare or whatever. And um, That's what you did in the 80s. Yeah, you had to play Foursquare. Mm-hmm. Experiment? Yes. One I'm sure you will appreciate. Let me explain it to you. I'm not interested. Well, when he's talking about doing a brain transfer with Duncan, uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's so scary as a prospect because Duncan would be like, I like archives and experimenting on people. <laughs> like, is it really much of a change? <laughs> <It's true. laughs> you guys are a lot more similar than you know. And then they could get a spinoff show that'd be like Bosom Buddies, oh. but it's Duncan and Modulock and they have to be roommates or like uh, uh, The Odd Couple. You know, you and Duncan would be very, very tidy, and Modulock would just like be leaving parts around all the time, and what's the Duncan brain. Would oh be yeah, like, they're different what, types of inventors. Yeah. Yeah. What's What's the show with the Bowsky Bartakimus? Oh, uh, Perfect Strangers. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's how I picture it. <laughs> Modulock is like cousin Belky. <laughs> uh, but he's evil. Have you seen? I can't find my brain boring tool anywhere. <laughs> Did, did, I just want to know, did, did the toy of Roboto have that hand, have the claw hand? Yeah, I think it did. Did it? That sounds like something that you would have lost, like the second day you had it, if it wasn't it's fastened a, on. It's attached, you can't. Oh, that's good. Unless you like were Grant, or my son and just would rip it off and be like, <laughs> it, it's not attached. And you're like, yes, it is. It sounds like and a good part to And it's not anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like something you'd be chewing on if you're a kid you shouldn't chew on. Yeah, they yeah. got to road test those toys. That thing just wants to come off. Yeah. I remember when I was very small, like four or five, no, pretty young, like four, when I was barely old enough to have Barbies, I used to chew on their feet. I just remember that feeling very satisfying. Once you do it the first time, you know how it feels and you want to keep doing it. It feels pretty, like, I remember that old school rubber feel under Mm -hmm. my teeth. And I'm like, that's a a good feeling. But then what would happen would be you would chew too much and then her skin would tear apart. And then so you'd see the white plastic, like, bone. (laughs) No, no. Why'd it have to be white, like bone? It was white underneath? 
It was white plastic. What? And I, like I a mean, frame like, for her. Yeah, like her I frame was, was... I thought it was skin plastic, like skin color plastic. It was under the skin... So it like you hit, rubber. Like you hit her shin. Yeah, really? yeah, it was like a thick rubber coating, and you could chew through it because I did. And so like, it's like, oh, Barbie, her fr- flesh is rent. Oh, no, no, what have I done to Barbie? It probably was like she... rats got to her feet. Like little it rats have been like eating her. Had little rat teeth all over it. It <laughs> felt good though. I loved it. I, I remember we would like ride the bus to the grocery store downtown, and I remember just going to town. Oh my god! Huh. When you're done with when you're done with her feet, did you chew on her hands after that? No, because her hands were made of hard plastic. They didn't they didn't chew well. Only her feet were a good chew. <laughs> she ran out of bread. <laughs> she ran out of bread. <laughs> I only did that to like uh, one Barbie before I really learned you can't do that to Barbie. Like, this get... Barbie bread's too hard. Uh, <laughs> she reminds you of your shame when you look at her like, oh, that's upsetting. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to that one. She she went away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she went to go visit her friend somewhere else and then she never came back. She went to the farm. She got a spinoff that we never watched. Well, it's lucky for Duncan that he-Man's good at giving guilt trips because he starts guilt tripping the robot next to him and he starts telling Roboto that he has to fight his evil programming and you can see like the three gears inside of him working to, to fight to fight this because he's a complicated robot and has three gears and he's a complicated machine. <laughs> right. Well, that's still some... It's like his heart, man. It's, it's true. His heart. It's his heart. For those of us who believe in robots, I, I did like that He-Man was appealing to his higher self. I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Roboto is a friend, and he's a real man. I do like that they respected his consciousness. Like, yeah. even though we've we've already seen this with Stridor. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of interesting that He Man's firmly taken the side of uh, artificial intelligence consciousness, like right out of the gate. Without a doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robots are people. I would agree with that. Yeah. What? I cannot allow any harm to man-at-arms. So, uh, Roboto manages to disrupt the uh, force field around He-Man. And so He-Man's able to easily get out and toss Modulok into some sort of, like, slime acid pit that I think just grosses Modulok out. We don't really... It it incapacitates (laughs) him at any rate somehow. Are you all right, Duncan? Yes, thanks to Roboto. Let's see how he is. Roboto gets hurt pretty badly in the fight, yeah? Mm -hmm. Um, And he is incapacitated. Right. And near death, if we're going to think of him in human terms. And so Duncan's once again got to do, like, emergency robot surgery on him. And it's a success. Although it's very tense. They made you, you know, they always raise the stakes a little bit and be like, can he save him? Oh, it was as scary as when uh, baby Cringer had to go under the knife. And you're oh. like, like, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to make it every That's time. Right. That's right. He likes to do it, so he comes out a hero. Yeah, that is what he's doing. Well, it cracked me up when uh, Roboto came back. First thing he says is, Man at Arms is a genius, better than first constructed. <laughs> it was clearly programmed. Yeah, to I'm. Say that. Yeah, I'm not sure Duncan didn't pick up some ideas from Modulock. <laughs> I feel like there's some Duncan programming in there. Now say how much you like birds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Show your daddy how you appreciate it. <laughs> Father, you did it. Man at Arms is a genius. 
I feel better than on the day I was first constructed. So this is where we get uh, the title of the episode from. He's talking about how it was it was like he was first constructed. Somebody suggests that, uh, was it Tila? Suggested that he have a birthday party because it's like he was born again? I think so. Or Marla. Mm-hmm. It was someone boring. I, someone who was not the episode. <laughs> I think Tila yeah. did. Tila's always in it for a party at the end. It's 4th of July and birthday parties with her. Birthday? I do not understand. It's like the day you were constructed. And then Orko makes a joke and says, that means like Duncan's like your father. And everybody thinks that's real funny. And I love how Roboto laughs just yeah. because everybody else is laughing. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know why he can, he's like, he cannot mm, possibly. That would be awkward. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he cannot possibly understand the context of whatever joke that was because I barely did. And I'm a Must human. Fit in. <laughs> yeah. Must fit in. He, he got his emotion chip put in. It's all I right. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. He was very quick to laugh. And I like when he laughed, his little, his little uh, eyes visor lights up. I only get one chance to be cool. One chance at first impressions. So, uh, yes, that's the end of that, our maniacal laughter. And then Tila tells us to do good things in a very convoluted way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kept going on. At one point, I think she said something like, in another thing. I was like, all right, Tila. You've been sitting on some stuff for us, I guess. It's like, I went in this episode. I got a lot to say. Sometimes in ways you don't even know about. But it does. Another thing, there's nothing in the world quite like the feeling. <laughs> yeah, this was really, it, it went on for a while. It really did. She's like, I want my names like second or third in credit, so I gotta keep talking. Okay, so what did we think about this one? Hmm. Hmm. It was not the greatest, but it was weird in a lot of ways. I'd say I liked it. That goes a it. long way with me, too. Yeah, the, the weirdness does go a long way with me. Although, since Skeletor wasn't in it, I would have to take points off for that, because I love Skeletor! Mm-hmm. He's gotta be in all of them. It's hard, it's hard for me not to be excited when it's a, it's a new toy episode, and he was, Roboto was one of the coolest toys, and he was like one of the, you know, the last lines of toys that they made, and he had all these extra neat parts and everything. I mean, there's just a lot of care that went into it. It's very exciting to very exciting to see him. So I, I know it's a shallow reason, but I really do like it. And well, I, th- I think I'm going to go with about a four. Okay. Because um, there was a lot to like about it. And then, of course, I always get the points about robot humanity. Like, yeah, that, that's of always course. That's always points of course. for me. So I would say four, four backup heads out of five. Bag of heads. Four bags of backup heads. Scott, what, what do you think? I was going to go a little bit higher. Uh, I don't know why. It was just, I, I do agree with this Skeletor thing, but I think Modulok is a very good, not replacement, but he's more, he's just more evil. He's not, he's not silly. Yeah. It's like, he's actually like, you feel like he's evil and he will transfer your brain and not feel bad about it. <laughs> um, so I, I have 4.4 4, uh, bags of heads. Um <laughs> And just, you know, also the extra head in the thing and Roboto was pretty cool. I don't know. It was a, it was a it was a good extra toy episode. Yeah, yeah for, you will. For for all the reasons we discussed, but I, I was really, really uh taken with the little sequence where Roboto does the scan on Orco and it comes out like a opaque shadow with question marks all over it. I think that was such a good little character insight into the weirdness of Orco. I think that was so funny. Uh, so, uh, for all those reasons and for that reason, I'm going to go, uh, 4.2 backup heads. I think that, I think it was a really good episode.
And that's our show for today. Next week, we'll review Season 2, Episode 21 of She-Ra, Glimmer Comes Home, in which Glimmer embarrasses herself at a high school party. If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have questions or comments for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and subscribe to the show on iTunes or tell your party robot to play the Wizard's Night Shirt podcast. We want to thank you for listening and please remember, don't let your animatronic band fall into disrepair. I hear it's someone's birthday. I don't know, Orko. His circuits were very badly damaged. He was such a nice robot. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Cringer. <laughs> <laughs>